Thanks for downloading this week's episode of Seen and Heard, available every Tuesday on iTunes. To listen and subscribe to this and other great province podcasts, search iTunes or simply visit theprovincepodcasts.com. Happy listening. This podcast is brought to you by The Province. This is Seen and Heard with Province music writer Stuart Durdane. Hello and welcome to another edition of Seen and Heard, the province podcast with me, Stuart Dairdane. And today I'm lucky enough to talk to the lead singer and or shouter for uh, Toronto hardcore metal band Cancer Bats. And Liam Cormier is here on the phone from, where are you, Liam? I'm actually in Fargo, North Dakota right now. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Is it a rip-roaring? Yeah, it's beautiful. I've never been to Fargo before, so I'm excited. And, uh, and, and is this on the tour with Danzig and Pennywise then, or is this on your own show? This is en route, yeah. So we, we booked a few shows to get down to California to start the tour, just to make it more fun and a little bit easier on us. So Cancer Bat's got a good following in Fargo? <laughs> uh, this is, I mean, this is, yeah, our first time here. The venue looks cool, though. It's nice when you roll up to, like, a real punk-looking spot. You're like, oh, obviously they have, you know, shows here. They've had shows here before, so it seems like... There's a good scene. We had this place recommended to us from um, some people that have played here before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like we're in, we're in good hands. The punks will take care of us. Do you think that uh, one of the things with, you know, with increasing gentrification and, and just the cost, cost, cost leading to a lot of the classic venues and urban centers going out of the way that the punk scenes, a lot, there's a lot of really more vibrant punk scenes going out into places well like Fargo and Bellingham, Washington and you know, El Paso, Texas, and places like that. Yeah, it does make me wonder how, I mean, if you were in downtown Fargo, though, right now, it's it's very gentrified. Hmm. Uh, there's definitely a lot of development. We're in, sitting in, like, a really nice coffee shop. So, okay. um, But I do think that maybe it, it makes it a little bit easier because some of these spots have a bit more time to kind of grow and spread the word, whereas, like, in Toronto, you know, or in a lot of big cities, it's like you're lucky if you get a year you know, out of a, out of like a DIY venue before it gets shut down or before the building gets sold or whatever. So it's definitely, I'm sure, helpful to the scene in a, in a, some smaller towns when they can have a little bit more time. Yeah, right. When I, you know, I think of some of those classic college scenes and stuff, and you know, you look right like in Boston and places like that. It's it's just so unbelievably expensive around the universities now that there's no way those places are going to happen. I was in Baltimore recently, and they. Uh, you know, they've got a vibrant scene, but the place is also, frankly, on its rear end. So, you know, I mean, or, or parts of it are, I should say. It's not all like that. Mm-hmm. Well, and in Baltimore and in, in Boston, like, they have such a good house show mm-hmm. scene. Like, all these nice, you know, 100-year-old uh, houses that were built with big basements where kids exactly. can go and throw shows. So, exactly. I feel like if there's a will, there's a way. And that's the nice part of it. So, about, the Cancer Bats about, played house shows in, in, in old... I'm just imagining you guys in some antebellum plantation place ripping the basement apart. We we haven't played a basement in a while, uh, but we've played lots of basements in our, in our day. I sure. think it's also because that, for us, like growing up in southern Ontario, again, just making do with what we had, we threw a lot of basement shows. Like in in Waterloo where I grew up and in London where Jay grew up and, um, 
you know, Mikey coming from Winnipeg, it was the same thing. They would put on shows in halls and in spots. So I, I always still love that, that vibe. Um, and I'm always up for playing. Like if this show was, was somebody's house, I would be even more excited because there's no way you can play a house and it's not going to be a party. You know, it's always, it's always a good time. That's true. But I mean, here you are coming to Vancouver and it's like, you're playing the Queen Elizabeth theater. That's like, you know, the soft seat venue for, uh, for classical, for, for ballet and classical music in, in, in you walk with, yeah. uh, on this triple bill with you, Danzig and Pennywise, it's uh, it's, it should be an interesting evening. Um, how do you, do you like playing soft? Yeah. Is, What's is, that? Sorry. Do you like playing soft seaters? It just seems a bit, uh, we've only played, I want to say maybe two in our history. And one was in, uh, North Bay with Alexis on fire. And every time I die back in 2006 and the, the chairs just got torn out. Like the kids just went so wild and they were standing on all the seats and everything that the chairs just all got torn out. And it was crazy. It was like such an insane show. So that's kind of what I was just like, Oh, if there's like a Pennywise show at like, you know, a seated venue. Um, but I mean, I saw motorhead at the Burton Cummings in, uh, in Winnipeg and that's a seated venue. And, you know, but they're, there a, they're, riot. they're a sit-down band these days anyway. I mean, their fans can hardly stand up anymore. So, <laughs> Anyway, without but further... But that's what I do. I do like having, like, a mix of that. Like, playing a place like this, like a real punk, like, DIY kind of venue, and then, you know, knowing that we're, we're going to play, you know, these bigger shows with Danzig at, like, you know, the Pepsi Max, cool. like, spots. And it's, I think it's, like, it's fun for us, like, having that mix. Well, just to prepare fans here, we're going to uh, we're going to play a song, uh, "Satellites," off your new album, uh, the group's fifth album, "Searching for Zero on New Damage Records. And uh, you know, this is a little sound of the classical music that you'll hear uh, coming from Cancer Bats at the Queen Elizabeth Theater on uh, July twenty seventh.
I gotta say, man, the new album, it's raging. Heavier, raging, and and unbelievably clean as well. It's like you really achieved something. I mean, we talked when it first came out and you were st- on your first round of tours, but every time I hear that song, I just think, like, what an introduction to the album. Yeah, that's, I mean, I felt like that really set the vibe of, of what was what was to come, uh, being such, like, a weird and different kind of song for us. But I love it, especially now that, like, people have the record and know, you know, the songs. Like, when we've been touring now, uh, for like, I guess about six months on this record and people know the words to satellites and know the words to true zero. And it's like going off, you know, huge, just alongside of like hill destroyer and Lucifer's and all those songs. It's like such a good vibe. Nice. Well, of course, when you were through here last time, it was the, uh, you know, the double bill of you, you and you basically, cause you were doing the, uh, yeah. the, the, <laughs> the, the, the sat Labbath thing too. So, uh, is that still, is that still an ongoing, uh, concern? Um, I mean, it's something that we've done here and there. We definitely, like, love doing it. I mean, getting to play Sabbath tunes uh, for a night, and I wear a cape, and we get paid. is just like, <laughs> you couldn't ask for anything better. But uh, we've definitely just been focusing on, on Cancer Bats for the most part, except for, I mean, when we were in Birmingham, we did War Pigs as our encore, which right. I felt, like, really badass doing that. Uh, and people loved it. It was awesome. Um, and then we've also, we did uh, a three-song encore in Japan of um, of covers just because they had never, you know, they had never seen it. And that's probably the only time we'll go to Japan for the next while. So I was like, might as well pack it all in while we're here. That's awesome. So you guys really have been, you, you've been everywhere with this record so far. Yeah, and, and even rolling out more and more dates, which I think is cool. We mm. We definitely have a lot of tours for the fall. And uh, for the early winter that are getting booked and uh, are going to be getting announced, so I'm excited about that too. Do you think you hit uh, you hit the right note with it? Is it is it a sense within the band as well that it's like this was the one that's you know really getting you out there? I mean, you've you've had you've had a solid following elsewhere all around the world for quite a while, but this one just, just it just seems to me a lot of people that frankly might not have even really been Cancer Bats uh, fans or, or listened to the band beforehand have really caught into this record. Yeah, I feel like over the last two records, especially, like between DSOL and, and this one, there's been a lot of people who were like, oh, the first time I saw you was, you know, when you were touring uh, or when you were playing this festival or when you were doing this. And I was like, we're all like, oh, that's crazy that, you know, we've been a band this long and there's so many new fans still getting into it. And especially with this record being, I think, a little bit a little bit different as well. So people have seen the Satellites video and then gone back into like the catalog and been like oh this is cool like i mm. thought you guys you know just sounded like alexis on fire or you just sounded like a metal band or whatever and they're like i realized like this is totally not what i was expecting it's kind of a lot of the feedback we've been getting which i, I really love I, I think it's exciting that's good feedback for sure and i, and I wouldn't say i could see the i mean you, you played with alexis on fire a lot and, and obviously that might have been one of the reasons people thought that but i'd you know throw the refused in there instead more than anything else because you've got the heavy but there's undeniable punkiness to everything that's going on as well yeah i always think that like you know it, we don't make it easy on people with the bills that we play like if you were to kind of look at like you know what scene we've been a part of when you know we do tours with Alexis, and then Rise Against, and then, you know, we go out with Bullet for Valentine, and then we go on tour with, you know, a bunch of punk bands like Anti-Flag or something like right. that, and 
for us, it's just, you know, we like being on tour, like playing to different bills. And then even like the example of, you know, like Danzig and Pennywise is like the, the dream bill for us as like, you know, a band who loves going out with whoever. It's just like, oh, I feel like this is like the ultimate <laughs> combination of that. Very cool. Well, but course... uh, and then yeah, so so people like not knowing, you know, being like, oh, I saw those guys with uh, with like Bullet from a Valentine, and then I never heard from them until they came back with Devil Driver, and it's like, oh yeah, I guess we just weren't in those scenes, you know. Sure, I can appreciate that. Well, uh, of course, everyone is attempting to attain True Zero, so we're going to take this interview out with uh, the song True Zero, which is also from uh, Searching for Zero. So here we go with True Zero.
thanks again for taking the time. Enjoy your show tonight in Fargo. Yeah. And uh, looking Dude, forward to having, for having you. Thanks for having me on the show. This is super cool. Yeah, looking forward to having you in Vancouver. It's uh, it's an interesting bill. I'm still trying to quite kind of get my fingers around the combination of Danzig and Pennywise. Yeah, I think I think you're the bridge in between it's the be two. Rad. Yeah, it should be fun. Make sure you do lots of uh, push-ups and stuff because if Danzig is any bit like they used to be, then you know it's a full-on uh, uh, muscle beach affair. Yeah, I know. I feel like it'll up our physical fitness. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Take care. Now for this week's hot shows. We've actually only got one this week. Um, I'm really keen on the idea of going to see the Unknown Mortal Orchestra at the Imperial on Sunday, July 26th. And the reason is because this group's new record, Multilove, which is available on Jag Jaguar, uh, the label that also has groups like Pink Mountain Tops on it, um, it's really interesting. It's a project by Ruben Nielsen, who's this multi-instrumentalist, and he gets funky and he gets far out, but he's also one of those sort of sensitive, introspective types, and he manages to put that all together in one song. And here's a prime example. This is the song Can't Keep Checking My Phone uh, from Unknown Mortal Orchestra off the album Multilove.
And if you like that, remember, the Imperial, one of my favorite venues in town, on Sunday, July 26th. Tickets at the door and all your usual outlets. Heading right into our top spins of the week. Again, it's a little thin this week, but we've got long, cool songs, and I'm loving this. Okay, the next band is Ecstatic Vision. This is a group that's only been together for about a year from Philadelphia. And the song is called Astral Plane, which is taken from the group's album Sonic Praise, which is out on Relapse Records. Now, you may know Relapse Records is the land of neurosis and various others. So it's pretty serious stuff. And this is what happens when you get Urban Gorilla era Hawkwind jamming with Budgie by way of some, I don't know, outside soul jazz like Electronic Sun Ra. Um, It's an amazing debut. And I can't believe that this band is less than a year old uh, with this kind of thing going on. Um, It's a potential top 10 of the year. That's how much I like this record. Now you've got the 12 plus minutes of Astral Plane to check out.
Doesn't that singer sound a lot like Lenny? Circa Hawkwind era. It's a great combination. It's Ecstatic Vision again. Hopefully they'll be through town pretty soon. We're going to finish it up with the latest and loudest band of the day. Uh, this even, they even make the cancer bats sound a bit mellow. This is Propane. The song's Cognitive Dissonance. It's taken from their Voice of Rebellion album, which is out on SPV. It's the 15th album from the searing hardcore metal crew. And it ranks among its best efforts. It's amazing how they're still able to harness the anger and angst with such precision gems. Um, so, saying goodbye for the week, here's Cognitive Dissonance from Propane. We got hope in America. Province Entertainment reporter Stuart Dardane. And if you want to listen to this or any other podcast, go to theprovincepodcast.com and I will see you back here next week. You've been listening to Seen and Heard with Province music writer Stuart Dardane. Catch Stuart in the Province newspaper or online at theprovince.com. Mm-hmm.